Thank you for joining us on the sermon podcast for Mars Hill Cumberland Presbyterian Church. We love being able to distribute our sermons in this format, but we would love it even more if you could join us in person at 5208 Crow Mountain Road in Russellville, Arkansas, or online at the Mars Hill Cumberland Presbyterian Church Facebook page. We have Sunday school classes at 9 a.m. with a worship service right after at 10 a.m. Let's now prepare our hearts to hear a message from God's Word. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord, is it not? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to come together and worship you, Lord, and to hear your word. And we ask, Lord, that you send your Holy Spirit upon this place to have your way. And just, Lord, just bring your word into the hearts and souls of all these people. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. We're going to take our text this morning from John 21.15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. You know, Jesus asks us to feed his sheep. He asks us to feed them not only with body food, but with witnessing, with talking about Christ. Now, have you ever failed at witnessing to someone? I mean, I have. I have plenty of times. It seems that I've I've planted a lot of seeds that up to this point I don't believe have sprouted. And I've sat and I wondered why. You know, why so many times? You know, why did the Spirit prompt me to talk to that person when it just seemed like it, it was not, nothing was happening? And I thought about it, and I thought, well, was it them? And then I thought, maybe it was me. Quite possibly. Sometimes, as Christians, when we talk with people about Christ, It's easy to sound self-righteous. It's easy to sound like we have all the answers. Like we know more than they do. When in reality, we don't really have all the answers. You see, without the Holy Spirit, we're useless as witnesses for Christ. We know Scripture all day long. We can quote it continuously. But unless... We're driven by the Holy Spirit. Unless we have the Holy Spirit within us, we're just planting seeds on stone. John 16.13 reads, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. You see, we need to look to the Holy Spirit. 
We need to look to the Holy Spirit within us before we ever try to convince someone else to believe. It's not you and I who can convict a person, but it's the Holy Spirit. He convicts. And you know, I don't think I've ever seen that happen without love. You know, it's love that does this. And a person can tell if you're genuine or not when you're talking to them. If that's really where your heart is, they know. If it's not there, you're not going to fool anybody. They'll know for sure. See, love shines. Love draws attention. And knowing that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are one, and that God is love, that's the love that should show from us when we speak to other people. People we talk to can see if that's in our heart and if our heart's in the right place. They know. You know, have you ever been prompted to talk to somebody and you just didn't want to? We don't always obey when we hear the Word of God. If you don't want to and you do it anyways, it doesn't really help. You got to want it. They're going to know that you're just doing that. Well, you know, God's talking to me, wants me to go talk to that person, and oh, I hate to. I really don't want to, but how I'm going to do it, I, you know, I don't want to upset the Lord. It's not going to help. It's not going to do anything. You might as well just not. Your heart has got to be where God wants your heart to be. You see, it's through us that the Spirit produces conviction. You want to win people over to Jesus? Show them the love of Jesus. The genuine, true love that Christ showed us. Titus 3, 5 reads, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. You see, before I got saved, I wasn't a good person. I wasn't born a Christian. I wasn't born to witness or to speak God's word. I was the kind of person that liked people to be afraid of me. That had a bad attitude. And you see, I'm going to tell you a little bit. I'm going to give you a little bit of testimony. Several years ago, quite a few years ago, I needed some work done on a car, and I heard that there was a guy in this small town who was real good at fixing radiators, which is what I needed worked on. So I went to his house, and I knocked on his door, and he had a little Pentecostal wife. She was just sweet as could be. She opened up the door, took one look at me, slammed the door, and I heard it lock. And I heard her yelling for her husband. Well, he came around the house. He went another way. Well, we ended up talking and it kind of ended up being friends. He was, uh, he was on the fence at the time of being saved. 
is now a pastor. But his wife started witnessing to me. And she didn't just plant a seed. She didn't just witness to me. She started praying for me. Every day. All the time. My salvation was important to her. She cared. She showed me the love of Christ and caused me to want something better in my life than what I had. You see, the Holy Spirit was able to work on me through my friend's wife because of her genuine caring for my salvation. Now, had she just left that door locked or cracked it a little bit and tried to tell me about Jesus and then closed the door, I believe I'd still be a sinner today. Not that I'm not, but I'd still be living in sin. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. If we don't have our heart right with our Lord, when we speak to people, we can do more damage than we can good. We can turn people away from the church for a long time. I've talked to people that have been turned away from the church to this day. But it doesn't have to be that way. John 3.16 reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You see, love conquers all. You know, I've got a lot of critters at home, and I've got, I've got several cats. And I was sitting on the porch one day when this cat came up my driveway. Just the sorriest looking thing you ever saw. I don't believe it had any meat left on her. And I didn't think she was going to live. I'd never seen an animal that was that far gone that survived. So I decided that I was going to let that stray cat know that somebody loved her before she died. So I started giving her, showing her love and feeding her and patting her and cleaning her up. You know, that's been almost six years and I still have that cat. Yeah. See, love made that cat want to keep going. If it can work on a cat like that, imagine what it can do to a person. Sometimes we have to be patient and persistent. I've had strays, ferals, that took me months and months to get close to. And now, they want me to pet them all the time, every time I come outside. You know, it's funny how true, genuine love can transform the most skittish of people. Jesus loved everyone. And he gave us that example through the Gospels. And we would be more successful in life if we follow that example of Jesus. There's some folks that think we still need to scream fire and brimstone to win people over to Christ. And that might work. It might save them. But it won't win them to Christ. It'll just save them out of fear. That's not the kind of salvation that we're looking for. We're looking for the salvation that Jesus brought. Love.
I was reading the seven letters in Revelation to the churches, and I noticed that Jesus always points out the good in something before he points out the bad. He always starts out on a positive note. And if you look, Paul does the same thing. Next time you read the epistles, keep that in mind and look at it. We, we need to follow those leads. Those are the two best preachers that ever lived that gave us the example in this book right here on how to live. Second Thessalonians, I'm sorry I lost my place. Chapter 1, 6 through 9. Since it is a righteous thing that God, with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Now I thank the Lord that I'm not going to be on the sorry end of that judgment. But what really tears me up when I read this is that I know people who are. There's a lot of people out there who are going to be on that end. And I believe that it's up to us to try to keep as many people as we possibly can from that happening to them. I feel, I think we need to feel an urgency as never before to try to keep as many people away from that as possible. In the book of Matthew 28, verse 16, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That is our mission. That's our mission as followers of Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you a story. I don't know if it was a true story or not a true story, but it's a good story, I think. There was a man on death row, and it came time for his execution. And the, the preacher was walking with him to the chair, and he was telling him about Jesus. And he was telling him about the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. And the man stopped in the middle of everything and he stopped that preacher and he said, Why am I just now hearing this? You've known this. People have known this for all this time and I've never heard it from anyone. Why am I just now hearing this? Why? There's so many of us that know the truth. Why are there people that are just now hearing it? Why are there people that are not hearing it? We do well to never forget who we were 
and where we were going before we got saved by the grace of God and the blood of the cross. Let us pray. Lord, we just thank you for this message. We ask you, Lord, just to open the doors and give us the boldness and the heart and send us your Holy Spirit so that we may speak to more people and we may bring more people your word, Lord. Because, Lord, just like you, we want none to perish either. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this special message. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the preaching and teaching of God's Word. Now, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make His face to shine upon you, and give you peace. Amen.